Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Fast am I and welcome to Spotlight with me, Sarah Hendy. Today we're chasing down Wallabies Gone Wild and we hear from UCM students ahead of their end of year art exhibition. Manxradio.com is the email address if you'd like to get in touch to share anything creative and you can head to the Manx Radio website to hear previous Spotlight episodes in podcast form. We start today's programme touring the island searching for wallabies with the Isle of Man Arts Council who sponsored three to be painted by local artists Anna Klukas, Eve Adams and Deborah Tracy as part of Hospice Isle of Man's Wallabies Gone Wild Trail. I was with Arts Development Manager for the Arts Council, Jane Corkle, when she saw their sponsored wallabies complete and in situ for the first time. Well, the Arts Council are very keen to promote art for everybody. So the wallabies are, number one, they're a brilliant community art project. Um, and all the artists that have been involved have had an amazing time. But also, it gets everybody out. It takes them to places around the island they wouldn't normally go to. Mm-hmm. And I think people will see different styles of art, different ideas, different interpretations. When we've been out this morning looking at the wallabies already, there's so much interest in it and people are really, really engaging and already loving their wallabies. Yeah, So many visitors as well who we bumped into taking photographs and uh, looking at downloading the app. The app's a really great way for people to sort of find out where everything is and go on almost like a, like a wallaby treasure hunt. I think the app is a brilliant idea because everybody is always glued to their phones and it's just great to be able to see at a touch where, where all the wallabies are so you can, you know, you can plan your journey, you can plan your day out and go and find the wallabies. And yeah, we've, we've seen a lot of people already um, sort of downloading it and, and having good fun. Yeah, And it's only day one and yet already people are saying, we've heard people saying um, that they recognise artist styles and um, they, they, I don't know, recognise little features in their work from Instagram or um, from the Manx Art Directory or wherever else they've seen their work. It's a brilliant way for artists to kind of promote what they do as well, I suppose. I think people will be really surprised at the amount of talent there is with artists on the island and just the the different variations of style and interpretation. One of our uh, artists, Arts Council uh, artists, is Deborah Tracy Carney and her wallaby, Archie Knotts, is down on North Quay and it's, it's a mosaic wallaby it's it's really really stunning so this and i'm sure there's something for everybody i think everybody yeah. will find their what their own special wallaby yeah and so many of them as well they're just everywhere i know we've unlocked five already <laughs> well many more to go um we've got quite a little while to enjoy these as well we can expect to see them around the island for quite some time yet all through the summer uh until september i i, I think um yeah i'm gonna be sad when they're gone already i'm attached to them Anna how does it feel to see your wallaby in situ at last oh it is so lovely I kind of just want to put a coat and a hat on it though really because I think you know it might get a bit breezy around here yeah it's a little bit chilly down south here isn't it but um you've taken inspiration from princess of the sea tell us a little bit about the the character you're trying to emulate here uh, she was a mermaid that was found by um, a... Well, you're going to have to try and find the... You, you, you'll find the story, but she she was a mermaid that was captured um, and 
she had uh, made a deal with the guy that had captured it and the deal was that if she'd let her go um she he could use her for um for strength and not saying much but this man ended up becoming the king of ulster so i think it worked (laughs) it certainly sounds like it well um it's a lovely piece of work people can come and find it using their wallaby app can't they um are we are we allowed to say where she's where she's sitting or do we need to leave that for no spoilers Oh, well, we've already said it's uh, in the south and uh, by the sea <laughs> with a lovely clues. view. Yeah. <laughs> a few clues there, maybe a landmark or two surrounding. Um, well, lovely. And um, what did you use to paint the wallaby? Because they're fiberglass, aren't they? It must be quite tricky to get things to stick sometimes, maybe. Yeah, we had some rules. Um, I had to phone up and ask whether I had to primer first because I wasn't <laughs> too sure. Um, and then we had some rules. Really, it was just to stick to acrylic paint. So yeah. as I'm an oil painter using acrylic paint wasn't overly that easy but you know i got there yeah oh well she's lovely i've got all the family wanting to come too now yeah but yeah <laughs> well, even some from america oh my god yeah they're coming wow. over next week yeah eve you've painted a lovely wallaby with all these fairies and woodland creatures how how long um were you working on this for I actually have no idea. <laughs> it took all, an awfully long time, but I, I had it in my office upstairs, so I just I was able to, to nip and do it a lot, almost every day, really. Um, so I had an hour here, an hour there, and it all built up. But probably I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> a long yeah. time. Yeah, it looks like a lot of work. There's so much detail, and it's um, it's there's a lot of a lot of things that we normally see in your work. It's it's lovely to see them on a wallaby. It, that was actually quite a challenge because I normally work on a really small scale, quite delicately, drawing tiny little fairies and things. And then when the wallaby actually ar- arrived, I thought, heck, am I actually going to be able to do this? <laughs> will it Will it work? Yeah. And then so I just cracked on and it turned out it worked out quite nicely. I'm really pleased with it. So I've, I've learned along the way as well, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> is its location special to you? It is, yeah, because it's themed around Ballycastle Beg, so it was important to me that it was in Castletown if possible. So, yeah, it really fits in with its surroundings and with the project, so it's great. Mm-hmm. Where can we find more of your work? I mean, I'm sure people will come down and um, unlock the code of this wallaby, um, but where can we see more of your work? Well, if you just go around the corner once you've found the fairy wallaby into the town hall, there's a little Ballycastle Beg display where you can pick up map leaflets about the fairy trail around Castletown, and that's full of my illustrations. And you can also check out my website, which is eveadams.art, and there's all my portfolios and all sorts of bits and bobs on there. So, Deborah, your wallaby is here in the centre of our capital town, uh, in pride of place. And yours is quite different to um, to the others that we've seen today yeah. in that it's not painted using no. acrylics. You've used a whole different method yes. for decorating your wallaby. Mosaic. Mm, gorgeous. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes it's all this is this is something you work in a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I'm a professional artist, and I, I work mostly with mosaics, community work, private commissions, courses, mm-hmm. etc. But yeah, I've worked in mosaic for about twenty years now. Yeah, and it's so uh, so detailed. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's because you've got the andamenti flow, and there's yeah, all yeah. the different ways round. I mean, I can start throwing some Latin words at you, but you fall asleep. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's, I mean, it's got glass fused elements in as well because I, I'm a glass fusing artist as well. So yeah. it's got that mix and uh, and obviously the flow had to go with the curves of the uh, the sculpture itself yeah. so yeah. that must have been a challenge i mean even painting yeah. and getting things to, to look right <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it's a tricky and um, what patterns have you chosen to use here well what, what i wanted to do i was inspired by archibald knox 
Celtics, so hence the you know the Celtic network, and um, and the fuchsias are just you know they're just so prolific on the island, and yeah. I just love them. Yeah. And I just wanted to give it that element of you know like you just get that drop when the dropping yeah. from the trees, the, yeah. the just beautiful. And I wanted a nod towards the Cushag and the gorse. So there's uh, some like little bit abstract glass views in there, just yeah. as a nod towards that. And then the colours I've uh, chosen for the um, you know from Manx Tartan. Yeah. Um, and then you've got to have a bit of bling, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I've got to say the mirrored, um, the mirrored <laughs> mosaics really make it stand out. And I, I noticed he's got like a little hill tucked under his little arm there, and uh, yeah. yeah, the fuchsia's just under his paw. You're talking about, <laughs> you're talking about um, glass, glass fusing. Yeah. That's um, that's kiln fired glass, it is, isn't yeah, it? Where you I layer it up. It. Yeah, it's so smooth. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's it is, and it's lovely. I mean, I started glass fusing. Um, through mosaic because yeah. I started having to play with it and now I do probably equal glass fusing and mosaic. Have you ever done a project this big before? I've done, I mean I did a 196 square foot mosaic mural in Manchester, uh, Macclesfield <laughs> so you know but that, yeah. was, that was a flat one so that was a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> do you think do you think you'd go 3D again with your mosaics? Oh gosh yeah, 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 yeah. I really just love the outcome, yeah it looks yeah. fabulous. Yeah, so effective and in a fabulous spot here. Just waiting for people to come down and unlock him. Yes, definitely. And I, do you know the app's great fun? I've, I've, I've unlocked four now, so you know I've got to go around and do the tra- the trail. It's such great fun, and I can't yeah. wait for everyone to come and enjoy it all. You know they're all over the island as well, aren't yeah. they? It's absolutely brilliant. It's just such a joy. You know yeah. they can't you can't fail to smile when you see them, and yeah. you know. The, the Arts Council have been brilliant, so, you know, supporting, sponsoring uh, My Wallaby and uh, Anna's and Eve's. And it's just brilliant. You just feel so supported and they've really thought about where they're going to be placed. It's just brilliant. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. We're now joined in the studio by Helen Fox, Programme Manager of the Art, Design and Media Department at UCM and students Brad, Hannah and Jess. They're all busy at the moment getting ready for their end of year art exhibition, which they're here to tell us all about. Well, we've got 70 students showing their end of year work and the students for the last part of their course, they have to do a final major project called FMP. And um, this is where all the skills and everything they've learned throughout the year is um, explored, uh, experimented, tested out. The students set their own projects, they write their own projects, what the parameters are of the project. And, uh, and then we kind of uh, do tutorials and supportive work to help them realise the pieces of work. So it's really critical. It's, it's their, the whole final grade is worked out on this project at the end of the year. So the, the exhibition is a showcase of that. For many of the students, part of their assessment is how they've presented their work, how they communicated to an audience. Um, and so that's a really big a big thing big part of the course and and it'll be work by students from different courses yes we've got our level twos um who come in and do a one-year course and then they're looking forward to progressing now on to the extended diploma in art design media and i think one student's progressing on to the it course because he's sort of digital so he's in between kind of am i creative digital or am i kind of like programming digital <laughs> oh. 
good stuff and um it's really worth saying that a lot of the exhibitions we go to on the isle of man are, are showing work by people who are already very much established as artists as creatives on the island and it's really inspiring to step into a room where people have been put through their paces in the way that the students have and had their work critiqued to the tiniest detail and um it can push them in some really interesting directions so it's it's well worth visiting as an art exhibition in its own right not just to see what the students have been studying and what they're up to yes you never know even we don't know exactly what's going to materialize next week because the students are just have they have till the end of friday to finish their pieces they're going to exhibit and then next week it's our annual kind of cleansing of our rooms so we put the furniture away we get the exhibition boards out and turn it into a gallery um We've got students, um, the students have to put in requirements for what they want for their exhibition. So, you know, we've got some people building installations, some people um, making animations, some people projecting things, hanging things. Um, and, and until it kind of all, all the bits are kind of brought in and put together, we don't know what it's going to look like. <laughs> so it's quite scary. <laughs> um, Brad, what course are you studying and what are you preparing for the exhibition? Um, I'm studying in media, so for my exhibition I'm doing a short film based on the style and works of David Lynch. How is that taking shape? It's going well so far, but there were a few issues with like coming up with creative ways of telling a story. So like what David Lynch studies in, he studies in surrealism, and surrealism is a very hard concept to get your head around because it's just very unlogical and it's to do with dreams. So creating stories and like from dreams is very hard to put onto put onto film in my opinion. So I think that was a few that was like a creative part in which I struggled with. And and what kind of subject matter are you working with? Uh subject matter. So the film itself is a murder mystery that deals in surrealism. So a lot of it is just if you watch it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's the whole point of it. It's to kind of make the audience question what they're watching and for them to kind of answer the questions for themselves. Making a film is no sort of easy project. You must have had to study quite hard in terms of like upping your skills and um, and developing uh, the way that you work. Yeah, so last year I made a trailer, which was quite easy because it was just a few short clips and then editing them all together. But this year I kind of wanted to like make it a bit longer. Instead of just making a trailer, I wanted to actually make a film because I'm very heavily into films. So... The directors I looked into, sorry, are Christopher Nolan, David Lynch, and Sam Raimi, all for their different aspects of how they make a film. So Christopher Nolan's very good for creating a story, David Lynch just for the whole surrealism background, and Sam Raimi for his, he's got a very unique kind of campy style to his films. Um, and there must be, you must have to use quite a lot of tools in sort of trying to not manipulate, but um, guide and lead your audience through the film and try and sort of influence how how they experience it. Um, so some of the tools are used as like just simple effects on Adobe Premiere to kind of hint to the audience that the main character is in a dream and when he's not in a dream. So that can be like this blur effect or just this really shiny kind of vibrant colour. Hannah, what is it that you've been studying and what will you be showing us at this exhibition? I'm currently studying the foundation in art and design and my project is under the theme of creation and destruction. So I've been doing quite a lot of um, experimental photography and painting as well. Um, 
I've been doing lots of film photography as well because I like the whole process of developing it in the darkroom. Yeah, that's an art in itself, isn't yeah. it? Um, have you, have, you must have had a lot of fun with developing it and sort of getting the different effects through different processes and different uh, sort of uh, approaches to that. Yeah, so I've I tried out a new technique of soaking my film before developing it in um, different mixtures. They call it film soup. So you put it, I've put mine in lemon juice and detergent and vinegar sort of mixture. So I soaked it for about five hours before developing it. And on my colour photos, it's made it all sort of rainbow effect. And it's done sort of swirly things on my black and white film. So yeah, that's cool new thing that I've tried yeah <laughs> that's amazing it must be so exciting when you develop it and find out what's happened because I don't know I suppose with with film photography you can change anything at any point really can't you it's such a there's ju- there's just so many possibilities yeah yeah I think that's what I liked about the whole film soup as well is that you don't actually know until you've developed it what what what's going to turn out like so and um, and what's inspired you this year? Have you been looking at any artists or um, other creatives who have sort of influenced your work? Um, a lot of the stuff I found online, sort of like little communities doing different things with their photography. So there's quite a lot of websites which have groups of people who do the film soup or another technique that I found was microwaving Polaroids, um, <laughs> which I tried and it was a bit, a bit random, but... Um, yeah, so just sort of found really small, yeah. different quirky things like on the internet to try out, yeah. Brilliant. And when you microwaved the Polaroid, did it like go on fire? <laughs> yeah, or it did actually, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking yeah, that. the first few tries didn't work very well, but... <laughs> or, or worked very well, if you look at it another yeah. way. Um, you, you know, you're coming to the end of this foundation year. What are you thinking of um, next? I know it's a big question to be asking someone who's got their head right in the middle of their <laughs> FMP, but um, have you got any thoughts about what you might be moving on to? Um, well, I've applied for the degree course here um, at college. I did apply for uni as well, but I think I'm going to stay here and do the visual communications course, um, mostly because I don't know the specific area that I want to focus in on. So I want to go for something quite broad. And I think the visual communication course will give me a wide range of possibilities that I can I can take it my own way sort of thing. Yeah. What is it about being able to study on the island that um, that really appeals to you? Um. Well, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable here, and I know my way around. Obviously, it's a beautiful place to live, mm-hmm. and I do at some point in my life want to go and explore. But I don't know if right now is the right time for me. So I think staying here would be beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, because it's such a big decision that we have to make as islanders. I suppose other people in different parts of Britain, you might be an hour away from home or you might be 100 miles away, but you mm. still it's still so easy to get, get there and back again. Um, it's yeah. not as big a decision in a sense. So, it's yeah, it's nice to hear why you're sort of... Um, you're sort of choosing to stay on the island and Jess what is it that you're studying um, at the moment? Um, I'm doing the level three uh, on design uh, diploma course but I'm on the second year now so I'm almost finished two years. It's quite an intense course. Yeah I think starting like before I started the course I had a totally different view of the whole two years. I think people have a view of art courses being really like chilled and laid back and oh you just get like a qualification at the end of it's fine but it's so difficult (laughs) (laughs) 
what kind of what kind of projects have you done over the last two years because it's quite it's quite varied isn't it um, I think in the first year I did a lot of uh, painting and graphics and 3D work and then uh, this year I focused on my photography and experimental photography and I also discovered scanography where you just put things in a scanner or a photocopier so it's like photography without a camera and that's what my final piece is. Wow, how exciting. The uh, apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I eh? know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that must, that, must, that must be inspiring as well, being able to discuss what you're studying with um, your dad, who is a professional. We have definitely have different styles. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough, but, uh, same medium, so I don't know. It's, He's always uh, on hand. For, yeah. um, I always phone up like, Dad, my camera's not working. Help me, help me. <laughs> Brilliant. And um, and what have you what have you been putting in the scanner? What have you been scanning? Oh well, <laughs> dare I ask? I actually um, I had uh, freezer bags full of food, and in one of the bags was an ox kidney that I found in the reduced bin at Tesco. Okay, very and resourceful. Then, and then I um, left it in college for two days because I was off ill, and got an email off Helen, <laughs> the head of the department, to tell me that it was a biohazard. <laughs> And to not bring it in again. <laughs> wow. You can't have had many biohazards in the art department before, Helen. We'll get quite a few. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh. can of worms there. Um, what, what was your theme? Why, why did you have an ox kidney I'm, in a freezer bag? Honestly, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. Because the start of the project was based on um, human form and the detail in human form and to explore it through... Um, I had like a macro lens on my camera to do really close-up photography um, and then it sort of developed into, I looked at Cindy Sherman who does a series called Untitled Horrors which is all, she sets up mannequins and has just these horrible scenes she takes photos of and then that was kind of inspired to go on to further and then I looked into scanography and found all these different artists and mm. Um, Sounds quite gory. It was. Is it, it quite? Is, a little is bit it still gory. sort of based around the body in a way? Yeah, but they've turned out really nice. I've. Um, they're all on, three D cubes, mm-hmm. like in massive. Like some of them are really small and there's some massive, and they're all stacked on top of each other. Um, so it's taking like a, three D form and putting it into two D, and then putting it back into a three D form, but in a totally different, shape. So you don't know. You don't associate it with it what it was before. So yeah, that's a mind <laughs> really bending. deep and awesome. yeah, isn't it? Um, and Helen, we've got we've got a little while to to enjoy the exhibition once it starts. Can you just remind us when when it begins and and how long we have to to come up and see it? Yes, the the exhibition opens on Wednesday, the twelfth of June. We have a private view event, and we're very lucky. We have some awards that are being sponsored by KPMG. We have the Fail Award, which we ran last year for the first time. And um, there are four categories and there's a prize of £500 for each of those four categories. So it's, we're very lucky. We also have the Archibald Knox Awards, which have run for a number of years. And we're just looking for a new sponsor for those, if anyone is um, interested. Um, and um, so everyone's welcome. It's on our uh, UCM Facebook page. Um, the students have invites as well to pass on to friends and family. And the exhibition then runs from Friday the 14th of June to Friday the 21st of June, uh, Monday to Thursday 10 till 6 and Friday 10 till 4. And as you can hear, you know, listening to the students, you know, what's fantastic about 
uh, our curriculum in further in higher education is that it is led by the students. We start them off and it's not like a GCSE or A-level curriculum in that you know they have the, the time to um, explore, experiment, you know, find out new practices, test things out, experiment. And that's what's really exciting about the exhibition is not knowing what you're going to see and what's going to happen. And you know, the students have the time and then that filters through into the degree courses. You know, you've then got three years to explore your area, your subject. Yeah. And what a beautiful feeling it is when you go from um, the, the chaos that is like GCSEs or A-levels maybe into something where, where you're doing full time what you're really passionate about. Yeah, it's it's very complex, art, design and media. You know, being a creative covers all sorts of things. And we've got a, a really great team. We've got 14 staff who, who deliver and support the, the programmes that we run at the college. And um, we've got such good expertise across that spectrum that we can really help students to do kind of most things. Um, the creative industries on the Isle of Man's really much more on, on the agenda and bubbling away and there's loads of things happening. And that's great for those students that want to stay here. There's lots more opportunities um, and, and a, a great place to live and work. And a lovely opportunity for young people who are thinking about what's next after school um, to, to come along, find out what you do, the kind of work that's going on in these courses and, and find out maybe whether it's for them or not. Yeah, it's you, you, say you can't really appreciate it unless you come and have a look, come and talk to the students, look through the sketchbooks, look at the progression routes the students are, are following. Um, so it, it is so complex and if you're thinking of doing a degree in the arts, you know, the extended diploma course, um, the Art Foundation course are, I know that's what we're set up to do is to help you find, you know, which course, which route may suit you. And even when you finish your degree, some people still don't really know. And Hannah was saying, you know, she wants to stay with us to do have a broad course um, and, and people just keep on practicing and maybe... You know, you might know yourself, you know, you kind of change tack as your career moves on and and that's interesting. We're launching um, a range of new part-time courses for evening and day, a bit of a mixture for next year. And I'm quite excited about these. We've got some interactive media courses and we've got creative contemporary sort of craft courses. So those people who are practitioners who are kind of think, well, I'd like to take this a bit further, but I'm not quite sure how. Um, and those courses will give people that support and it's like being critical, being you know, um, constructively critis- critical of your work to help you move it forward. So it, it moves from that phase of being kind of a hobbyist to professional. You know, people who are, are practising, maybe did a degree a long time ago, are still kind of pottering and making work, but kind of need that bit of support and help and mentorship to help them move forwards. That's all we have time for today. But join me again next Wednesday at half past five here on Manx Radio. Have a lovely creative week. Slend you.